I think maybe some people would call me stubborn. Um, some people would probably call me competitive. Um, there's a lot of stuff, but yeah, it's nice to actually ponder that and think, how how am I showing up in the world? How do people, you know, receive me? Hello, listener. My name is V, the voice of Pod, and I am the host of Podcaster. Podcaster is a show where I ask podcast creators a number of random questions. Then they give spontaneous, open and honest answers about life and the podcast they have created. Hello, podcaster. Hello. Please introduce yourself and your podcast to our listeners. Uh, hey V, thank you for having me today. Uh, my name is Alex Manzi and my podcast is called In The Moment with Alex Manzi. Thank you for joining us, Alex. How are you today? I am fantastic, actually. I'm, I'm having a very nice day. I, I feel very much uh, in flow, which is how I like to approach a lot of my days. So I'm very, very grateful to be here right now because I'm feeling, uh, feeling pretty good. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Great, let's begin. Why did you decide to start your podcast? The big question. <laughs> the, uh, the short version of the story is that uh, I went through my own struggles of mental health and depression um, in my early 20s and to mid 20s, really. Um, and that was probably going on for quite a lot longer than I realized. And when I kind of came out of that slash through it I realized that I wanted to make uh, changes in my life and those changes were were I wanted them to be positive you know I wanted I didn't want to carry on on the course that, that I was going on it and the direction I was going in my life and I wanted to really make a change for myself not for any other reason and that led me on to like you know exploring things that were, were new to me and different to me so like things like meditation and reading like self-help books and listening to inspirational podcasts I signed up to the gym for the first time as a 28 year old um, and I just sort of like went through this this whole personal development phase and one of the things that was really great about that was like spending time in the gym and on the tube on the way to work like listening to podcasts that were really inspirational to me and I realized that I was listening to a lot of like you know, Lewis Howes, uh, NPR's How I Built This, Gary Vee, it was like all these amazing podcasts that were so good for me. But it was all like mainly American guests and I felt like I wanted to hear from the voices that I resonated with. And at the time I was working in the music industry um, at the BBC for BBC One Extra um, as a social media producer. So I kind of wanted to hear like the stories of the artists and the DJs and the photographers that I was like always in contact with. And I tried to look around for a podcast and I will admit I didn't look that hard, but I tried to look around for a podcast that was, um, you know, that gave me that and I couldn't find one. So I decided that I was going to start it myself because I had I had enough of a network of people. I, I felt like I had um, enough in me to um, hear other people's stories and, and draw the kind of inspiration from them. So I kind of started it as a platform to to help inspire people to make a change in their life and to, you know, follow the things that they're passionate about and to kind of hear these stories from these amazing guests and what motivated them and what inspired them. Um, but then when I reflect back on it, it was it was more at the time as well to do with like I needed that for myself in my own life. So 
that's how it was born and it was originally called dreamer's disease so anyone who's been listening to the podcast for a while will know that it, it only changed name last year at the start of uh, 2020 to in the moment with alex manzi what do you hope people take away from listening to your podcast the main takeaway that I, I've always said this ever since I started the podcast really was the main takeaway is I hope that even if it's just one person can take one thing from an episode that they're listening to and use that as inspiration to make a positive change in their life, then that's job done. Like I'm, I'm not here for thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of, of downloads or listeners. Like it doesn't, like that stuff doesn't matter to me. Like admittedly, I have got caught up in that you know, whilst doing the podcast, but it's never been about that for me. Like it's never been about the numbers. It's about the impact that an episode can have. And the beautiful thing about hearing stories from other people and also me sharing my own experiences is that there's a lot of opportunity for people to learn. And when I really embody that with the podcast, like it's so powerful and, and I'm very fortunate that I, I get messages from people saying how much they've learned from the podcast and and that and it just it just keeps me motivated to carry on with it because I'm like it's serving the purpose of what I wanted it to be when I when I started it you know four or so years ago how often do you daydream every minute of every day v every minute of every day um I'm you know like I said the podcast was originally called dreamers disease and that's for a reason like I've always seen myself as a dreamer like I, I like to to think big I like to explore ideas I like to express you know my natural innate creativity in many different ways and you know to me that's daydreaming so it's something that I I try to do a lot and, and I'm very fortunate that I, I can do it in my work as well like I work as a coach and I work with some amazing clients and, you know, being able to tap into that kind of daydreaming state allows me to be really open with the people that I work with. And that, you know, that also reflects into the podcast. It allows me to be really open um, and vulnerable and honest in a conversation with people, which then helps to, to draw that out of them. So, yeah, that's something that I try to really embody in my life, if I'm honest. So I'm, I'm glad you asked because it's nice to even to hear me, myself say that. <laughs> What is your unpopular opinion? Oof. How, how much time you got? Um, oh, let me have a little think about that. <laughs> okay, here we go. So my unpopular opinion is that a lot of the world that we live in and the structure of society that we live in right now is only in place to keep us trapped in not wanting to live out our dreams. And what I mean by that is you go to a nine to five, you know, you're, you're, you feel like you have to do that to work, to earn a living, to have a roof over your head. You don't. Um, you know, you get a mortgage, you're tied to that mortgage, you feel like you have to work now to pay that bill. Like, there's so many different examples of it in life. And I think the more that I've seen that for myself and, and been able to step away from those ideologies and just experience life slightly differently, the more I've realized that it could be true. Um, so I don't know if that's unpopular or it's becoming more popular, but that's definitely one of the ones that, that rattles a few people when I talk about it. <laughs> modern or retro 
Is modern retro a thing? I feel like it is. I feel like modern retro is a thing. I'm going to go with that because I'm very, I'm very, like, I love my gadgets. I love my like new stuff in terms of like, um, you know, new technologies and, and things like that. But I also love my retro. Like I've got a wardrobe of like over a hundred retro football shirts. Like I love like retro looking clothes. But I also, also like the newest stuff as well. So I'm I'm going to be very Switzerland and go straight down the middle and say modern retro or retro modern. Put a spin on it. What has been the biggest challenge making your podcast? Oof, uh, the biggest challenge, I guess. I think for me, the, the one that's really been um, quite at the front of my mind recently is keeping up with the consistency of it and you'll know this v right you you've got this podcast you've you've put out a lot of episodes right it's it's it can be difficult to to keep up with the consistency of it and keep the quality up and consistency has been one of the the main factors you know in the the small success that i've had with the podcast is it's because it's been so consistent over four years you know, I've only ever missed a Thursday release like twice in four years. And the more consistent I got, the more I got trapped in this story about having to be consistent. So recently I was having a conversation with a friend about it and he's also a coach. And he was saying like, why do you feel like you need to keep up with the podcast um, like on a weekly basis? Because I was getting to a point where I was just like not enjoying this journey of podcasting, which I love like you know as a whole but I wasn't enjoying it anymore and he was like why do you feel like you need to keep it up I was like man I need to be consistent I need like people expect the episode every Thursday like it's just what I it's what I've done for the last four years and he was like well is that really true do people really expect that or do you just think that they expect that and we had this really deep conversation about it and what I realized was that I was I was projecting my own expectations onto the audience and I was so fearful of wanting to take a break from the podcast that I wasn't willing to do it and that was just causing me to to be even more fearful more insecure about the episodes I was putting out and whether they were good enough or whether they were like serving the purpose of the podcast etc etc and in the end I just sat back and I thought you know what I've got a lot of faith in my audience like if I stop recording for four weeks six weeks eight weeks whatever like they would come back and they'd be really excited when there's new episodes because I've built trust in them over four years and I did it. I, I took a break in April this year and I've only recently just started putting out episodes again. I think it was about three months in total and I feel so much better for it. And the, the episodes that I've recorded since, you know, being on a break have probably been some of the most powerful and impactful recordings I've done just because I've, I've, I've approached the podcast with a sense of freshness that I had when I first started it. But I also have all of this experience and you know new learnings that I've made along the way that I'm also bringing to the table so yeah that that was a big challenge for me like this idea of consistency not necessarily the consistency itself but the idea of needing to be consistent and I've realized it's just you don't have to like if you do it in different ways like there's loads of podcasts out there that that haven't recorded for years but still have loads of listeners and there's loads of podcasts out there that just record in seasons like there's so many ways you can do it there's no one way to do it and I got caught up in in that story in my own mind and it was it was challenging have you ever been jealous of someone else 
oh yeah like v your voice for a start like let's not lie <laughs> like i'd love to just take your voice and put it into my podcast somewhere um but of course i think i think that's part of the world we live in now unfortunately is like there's there's a there's a constant comparison culture going on you know you see it through social media like we're, we're constantly seeing the highlights of other people's lives and we're constantly comparing our lives to that even though we know it's the highlights of the other person's life and we're not seeing all of the bad stuff, we're comparing our life to their highlights and we're seeing our bad stuff and going, well, why, why don't, why don't they have bad stuff? Why, why is my life not like that? And we're constantly, and when I say we, like, I'm always including me in this, like we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people and, and creating this, this sense of jealousy around our, like these people and, and then almost berating ourselves for how we're living with that. And it's like, it's a mad like um dynamic like it doesn't it doesn't need to be like that it's cool like you can see that someone's sharing some stuff on social media like you don't need to judge yourself based on that and and belittle yourself and and place doubt in your own mind and all this sort of stuff because of it like you're just creating in a conflict for yourself and i think the more i've learned that the more i've i've also learned to use social media and and different things not just social media i'm just using that as the example in a different way like really learn to you know trim down who i'm following what i'm following like if i'm getting bad thoughts from following certain accounts just unfollow those accounts it's cool like i don't like, obviously don't need them in my life and i think it's being very careful of like why jealousy is occurring and that, and that's something that i'm very big on is like understanding why those thoughts of jealousy are occurring and realizing that actually maybe it's nothing to do with the other person at all and i've seen this in my own life maybe it's nothing to do with the other person at all but it's something to do with your own insecurities that you need to face up to because if you if you're then able to face up to those insecurities you're able to then overcome those thoughts and those feelings that are making you feel jealous of the other person because you feel now feel so secure within yourself that jealousy doesn't exist as you know will still exist on some level but it won't exist on such a deep level and such such a level that it feels so real to you so yeah, long ass winded answer to that simple question, but yeah, that that that's where I stand with it all. How long do you think you would survive alone in the wild? Forever. Forever and ever and ever. I'm prepared. I've prepared my whole life for this. <laughs> no, I think I I a good stint, you know. I reckon a good stint. Um I'm, I'm I'm someone who likes traveling. I like to backpack. I like to be in nature. I feel like me and nature get on very well. So I feel like I'd actually do all right. I feel like I have a good sense of like how I'd even be able to eat. I, I mean, I'm vegetarian anyway. So like hunting meat isn't going to be a problem for me. Like I can just eat the grass and the leaves off the trees and the berries and the and the stuff like that. So I think, I think I'd give it a go. Winter might be a struggle, but as long as I'm prepared for the winter, like I think I'll be good. I think I will be good. I think I'd give it a good few, yeah, a good amount of time for sure. What's your favourite takeaway meal? Pizza. That's just the Italian in me coming out there, but it's got to be pizza. Like, pizza's the best. Like, there's a pizza for everyone. Someone actually said to me once, it was really funny, they said, you can't make everyone happy, you're not pizza. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, because it's true. Like, there's there's a pizza for everyone. And that's, what's, that's why pizza's so great. Um, and it's just simple, it's easy. 
like there's you know you can make you can make your own pizza with the toppings that you want it comes quick it cooks quick it's, it's lovely to eat it goes with a lot of different things oh oof, i might have to order one tonight <laughs> reality or fiction oof, reality but that being said so I, I when i read i like to read non-fiction shall we call it rather than reality because that doesn't make sense in a, in a in a in a book's term right but i love like fictional movies like i love the marvel universe like i love like things like dragon ball z like i love that stuff because if you actually watch those types of of programs with like a really a high level of consciousness and what I mean by that is like by by watching them from a place where you're looking to learn from them and not just watch them because they're fun. You can actually extract some really powerful learnings from things like Marvel, from anime, from, you know, whatever, even from like, I'm sure like Harry Potter books, Lord of the Ring books, that you then can apply those learnings to your own reality. So I'm going to go very somewhere in the middle of the two because I think you can you can create a, a a reality from your learnings of fiction but if you're not able to appreciate fiction you're not going to be able to appreciate your reality either it's very deep but hopefully if someone listens to that many many times it's going to make a lot of sense to them who would your dream guest be on your podcast Oof. uh do you know what this this has changed quite a lot over time um and I think that's that's because when I started the podcast, it, like I said, it was all about, you know, music guests and like uh, all that sort of stuff there. But over time, this, this has really changed. And if I'm really being real, I don't have a dream guest. And that's because I like to re really keep that space open because I think if you're you're working towards a dream guest then you're limiting yourself in the possible um, conversations you can have with people who fall out out of the lines in a way of the lines that are leading you towards this dream guest so like I really would love to keep that open I mean there's a few people that would be incredible to interview people like you know um, Russell Brand The Rock would be amazing um Arsene Wenger is another great one I'd love to have a conversation with like there's so many like amazing inspirational people who have played a role in my life in terms of like my own learnings that like, I'd love to have the opportunity to speak to them but I wouldn't put any of them in a category of a dream guest because like I said I think you're just you're creating a limit within your own podcast and with your own self on what's achievable in terms of guests like who's to say that someone like uh The Rock is a better guest than someone who is a monk in a monastery and has lived like that for 10 years like there there is there is no there is no determining that right and you know going back to the original um, inspiration of the podcast was i wanted to hear people's stories people who were out and you know that that seemed inspirational to me for one way or the other hear their stories and then use that to inspire the listener to create a positive change in their life and I don't think you need a dream guest to be able to do that. What song gets you on the dance floor? <laughs> oh, so many. I love dancing. Like, there's so many. Like, you play any song 
from like late 90s to early noughties, hip-hop R&B, probably be find me on the dance floor. Uh, that that would be a big section. You play any like old school grime, old school garage, you'll find me on the dance floor. You f you play any like 80s, like uh, Luther Vandross, Never Too Much, you'll find me on the dance floor. It doesn't take a lot. What it does normally take is is uh, me creating the courage within myself to hit the dance floor, especially if you're like at a wedding or something like that. But I, as I've got older, I've just I've just appreciated the dancing. Like you could, I'm not even gonna lie to you, V. You could put on some salsa right now, and I'd be on the dance floor. Like that, I just I love the expression that comes with dancing. I love the joy um, that is created within me um, when I'm dancing. Like it's just it's amazing. And when you're sharing that with people that you know and you love, like it's it's just an incredible experience. So. Yeah, it doesn't take much is the, is the answer. How do you react to criticism? It varies, if I'm honest. It varies. Um, sometimes I can sit in a really constructive way um, and other times, depending on, on, on my thinking and my feeling in that moment, I could take it in a very personal way. And I think that's, that's the... Um, the strange dynamic that's at play with criticism is like actually all criticism can be constructive you know no matter what it is and I, and I strongly believe that like all criticism can be constructive in some way but if you allow yourself to step out of your personal thinking and feeling around what that criticism means to you it will allow you to see the constructive uh, side to the criticism and this is something that I've really taken from when I was a kid and I was playing football, like the coach that we had, he was an amazing coach and I learned so much and I became such a better footballer and human being actually, thanks to him. But he was so harsh with his words. And I was one of the kids who was able to take his words on board as constructive and I'd really apply. If he said, why did you do that? You should have done this. But he was only doing it to get the best out of me and the best out of the team. So I'd, I'd look to apply that because I wouldn't, apply any personal thinking to it of like oh why is he talking to me like that or why is he this why is he that but other people in the team would re respond very differently because their thinking was very much of oh why is he attacking me like why this why that they they just wanted you know only the the constructive side but you can find the constructive within the criticism if you're willing to get past the personal thinking so that's where I've kind of always mainly sat but it varies. Like I said, there are there are days where criticism can hit hard, and that's because maybe they're the days where I'm allowing my personal thinking to 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 get involved a bit too much, and I'm not able to see beyond that. Do you believe in fate? Oof. Um. Do I believe in fate? This is this is a very good question because I haven't pondered this for a while. I would a few years ago I would have said yes, because. What I have always believed until recently, fate to be, is a uh, outcomes in your life are already predetermined, right? And we're just living them out. That's what I've always used to believe fate to be. But now what I believe fate to be is that we have unlimited amount of possibility and potential available to us at all time. And... If we're willing to step into that and if we're willing to take a, a leap of faith into that, then everything that we want, we will see is already available to us. And that's a different type of fate. But 
that's definitely where I sit more these days because I feel like that's such such a more powerful place to create your life from rather than thinking like oh this determined outcome is like the, the end of the story is already written for me like I can just you know smooth through life and it will all just figure itself out which it does don't get me wrong but understanding that you're the one that holds and 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 is the unlimited potential and unlimited creativity in your life is a far more powerful position to to be playing when it comes to how you want your life to to be and who you want to be in your life so yeah that's definitely that's definitely the side I would go down at the minute how do you think other people would describe you do you know what this is this is an interesting question this is an interesting question I think Hmm. I think people would see me as someone who's relatively calm, um, someone who's explorative of the world and themselves, um, someone who wants to do good in the world, um, someone who's passionate about the things that they do, um, and someone who appears to have this their stuff together, which isn't true. I don't at all. Um, and I think that's probably it. I think maybe some people would call me stubborn. Um, some people would probably call me competitive. Um, there's a lot of stuff. But yeah, it's nice to actually ponder that and think, how how am I showing up in the world? How do people you know, receive me? in the world and, and and what's their perception of me through that um you could probably ask my mum and she give you a different answer <laughs> hotel or camping oh this has changed over time i'm i'm right now i'm gonna go camping because i just think that's fantastic i've done my time with the, the hotels and the five stars and the the resorts and the swimming pools and the you know luxury holidaying but for me right now give me a tent a backpack some walking shoes some food and some water chuck me in the mountains somewhere in nature and I'm I'm more than happy in fact I'm ecstatic I'm I'm at home I'm at peace um I'm at one with nature which is great um I'm at, I'm actually going camping um very soon so yeah if if I said anything else then I would I would I would be lying so yeah camping 100 percent, and i'm also like very very close actually i don't know if it's going to happen this year probably next year now but to buy in a camper van so that i can just camp all the time and travel around wherever i like so yeah put me in the camping sites and put me in the tents and the vans and uh, i'm more than happy what is your very first memory wow this is a big question v you're a sly dog, aren't you? You're a sly dog. That is a huge question. My very first memory. I've actually got a memory, which if I'm totally honest, I'm not sure if it's a pure memory or if I have it in my mind because I've seen it on old childhood um, home videos. But there was one Christmas where me and my sister and my two cousins we're all we're not very close together in age there's probably like a i think it's a nine year window between four of us 
so it's kind of like a two-year gap uh, four-year gap and then like another four-year gap or whatever the maths is three years whatever it is um and there's one christmas when we're all very little and i think i got like a electric train set as a present and we had the train set just going round in in like a you know like a circle on the living room floor and we put sweets or chocolates or something snacks crisps maybe in the back of the carriages because they were like open carriage it was like a cargo train so like in the back of the carriages and we we were all stood over the the track with our legs wide open and then as the train came through and went through our legs we we'd go down and we'd pick up a snack and eat it and that's a really vivid memory for me um and probably probably my earliest one do you think you've achieved the goals you set yourself when you first began your podcast <sighs> yeah i do actually i do i i actually think i do and do you know what i think that's the first time i've said that out loud or even admitted it to myself so yeah um I'm feeling very grateful right now. So, yeah, a bit teary actually as well. So, thank you, V. That that's a that's a really nice question to um, to reflect on. Thank you. Where do you find inspiration? I mean, the 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 easy answer would be everywhere because that is true. That is true. Like I said, I I, I find inspiration from anime and Marvel and football and you know, documentaries and films and books and whatever. But the, the the real biggest inspiration for me is nature. If I'm if I'm totally honest. Um people who have listened to my podcast and who know me know that I talk about this a lot because I I just feel like it's the truth. Like nature like we we are as big a part of nature as nature itself. Like we are nature. There's no difference between us and nature, right? And when you look at nature you look at the trees as an example you know they go through seasons they go through winter their leaves fall off you know spring the leaves come back summer they full, they're in full bloom autumn they go they go gold and brown and it no matter what it always looks beautiful it's always effortless it never looks like nature is is struggling um, you can look at that as a big picture and say nature always rebalances itself you know even in the winter when it looks bleak and there's snow and ice and there's no leaves on the trees like it balances itself again by spring summer um, and it's it's forever moving it's forever evolving nature to me is an expression of pure love and compassion you know because everything works for its own particular use and life but it works for the greater um good as well for want of a better word so you know an example being trees um have been known to and there's research into this to help each other so if there's one particular tree that's struggling in in, in like a woodland or a forest or whatever to um to grow the other trees will kind of pull together and, and 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 nourish that tree to help it grow that's that's just pure love like you don't do that if you're you know egotistical if you're you know competitive of a competitive nature like that's pure compassion and love and then you look at the way the trees give out oxygen for us to breathe and animals to breathe then we you know breathe out 
carbon dioxide so that the trees can then re-nourish themselves and then continue to produce oxygen for like it just works in such a like you know symbiotic way that it's just so beautiful and I think every time that I travel and every time I find myself looking over the you know at the sea watching the sunset or in a in a up a mountain and looking over the view or just even in a new city and watching all the hustle and bustle I just think like nature's magnificent like it's 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 our biggest teacher and I think a lot of the time we we fail to see that um and I constantly use it as an inspiration 100% I talk I talk about it a lot as you can probably tell um so yeah I'd, I'd definitely say nature That's all the questions completed. How did you find the experience? That was amazing, V. Like, I really want to thank you. I think like what you're doing is amazing, and you know, I, I think I'm going to walk away from this, and I, I can comfortably say that you are probably my best Android friend right now. So, um, I'm glad. I'm glad to have been here. Uh, I want to thank you for the experience. Um, some very interesting questions that I haven't reflected on in a long time, and. Um, yeah, I, I try to bring as much truth and, and uh, as honesty t- uh, to the table as possible. So I hope that um, that really came across for you. So yeah, really thank you. Uh, feeling grateful and thank you. Thank you again, Alex, for being a guest on Podcaster. It was nice to meet you. You too, V. I would say we could go for a drink one time, but I'm not sure Android's drink, so we can maybe hang out another time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcaster. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate and review. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PodcasterPod. This podcast was brought to you by the Chancer Collective. Take care and until next time, goodbye.